0: Welcome to Dear Alice, A Lifestyle Approach to Interior Design.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Dear Alice. Today, we have a fun treat for you. We have the very, our very own Brad Mee. He's our editor-in-chief of Utah Style and Design Magazine. Welcome, Brad.
2: Thank you. Good to be here.
1: <laughs> yes, he's also the lifestyle editor of Salt Lake Magazine and of Boca Raton Magazine all the way in Florida
3: kind of an odd mix. Awesome. Sure. Yeah. No. Yeah. I
1: like though that it stretches kind of coast to coast. And then you can give us a nice snapshot of what editors are looking for today. Sure. Sue and I mm-hmm. thought this would yeah. be an awesome podcast because so much of our work is like getting things to the finish line so we can shoot it so that hopefully we can turn it over to an amazing editor like Brad oh. and that he'll want to feature our magazine if it's in line with what he's looking for. And since we have such a big audience of interior designers or many of you at home that might wonder how is a story picked up in your favorite shelter magazines, Brad's going to help us know the right way to do it, what people are looking for today in publishing. And also there's a little bit of etiquette involved. So I think we could school people on that.
0: Yeah. And listeners, I just want you to know like designers like that, like I remember being in school and like you write down your goals and you're like, I just want to be published. Mm. I just want to be published. And so that is the goal. It's to do all this hard work, years of work, to then just see it in a glossy printed magazine, right? right. feels like payday. It yeah. could actually like grab the pages. Now we have like online features and everything, but there's still something so great when you were printed.
3: Yes, ma'am. It's magic. Yes, I'm with you on that. Like, yeah. it's, so it's so romantic. romantic. It's
1: such
0: a, a rite of
3: passage, I feel like. I think so, yeah. You know? Totally. totally.
1: So we've known Brad for coming up on fifteen years, I think. It's
3: been that long. So crazy! It seems, yeah. <laughs> sometimes it seems so much so like longer yesterday. in a way. Uh-huh. Think of so much has happened in fifteen years for yeah. you, and for oh, us, And for you guys. Yeah, yeah, totally.
1: How long have you? How long has Utah Island Design been around?
3: So we celebrated twenty-five years last year. Amazing. So we had a fun issue where we got I, we got to go through the archives and pull out our favorite stories and highlight That's them the and some of our album. mistakes and you know that sort of thing and then. Um, I've been at the helm for 20 of those years.
1: Amazing. Yeah. So So cool. So cool. It feels like it's always been there and it's always the latest issue in the hotels. Um, I feel like all the best hotels, Grand America, everything in Park City, St. George, I feel like all have the latest issue of Utah Style and Design.
3: It's, you know, when you, I mean, it's a marketing tool, right? So the audience in those hotels... Yeah. That's they want to see what's going on in Utah, yeah it's how we're living and how we're designing our environment those so people cool. come to Utah they're excited about
0: right I us. feel like there's been a massive influx obviously of people moving in sure. to Utah, but just in general we have we do work everywhere and right. they're always saying they're like, what is in the water in Utah ah, so, I keep right. like there's so many designers in Utah specifically, which is wild that we just have such a surplus
3: well mm-hmm. that and 20 years ago, I was, you know, I'd be on an airplane and someone would say, what do you do? And I say, well, I'm the editor of Utah Style and Design Magazine. And then they're invariably, oh, Utah and Style, how does that work? <laughs> uh, Not anymore. Oh, I mean, good. People, we are on, we're on track. I mean, people that think so about what, more than half of your projects are out of state probably. I
1: yeah. Would
3: guess. Yeah. 80%. 80%. Yeah.
1: It's passage. the norm now. We're so tired.
3: Yes.
2: People, people
1: are coming. We wish we were doing it more in Utah. So, we need to <laughs>
0: Utah w- listeners. We, we need to focus. Work for you.
1: Well, we I mean, we love it all over yeah, but we it just is. it's so easy to work in our own state and sure. we warehouse here, we work here, and we have the best craftsmens. Yes.
3: Yeah, right. in Utah. Yes. Yeah. And really there is so much uh, I don't know. There's there's a sense of mystery about Utah, I think, mm-hmm. and the design that we have. I mean, we're not pigeonholed to mountain or coastal or mm-hmm. we have everything.
1: Yeah. And,
3: and the pool of talent we have and the artisans is mm-hmm. it's they're coming and taking it from us, right? We're yeah. sharing it with everybody now. Totally. And for me, it's just beyond exciting. Yeah. yeah.
1: Definitely. I was just talking Thank with you. um Amory Barton the other day. We had a trade event and she was just saying, We have such a beautiful rich pool of fantastic designers, but also fantastic artisans. And I said, oh, I know we're, we're designing range hoods and railings and shipping them out of state cabinetry and driving them to Seattle, Washington, and to California and using our trades here to go there to do real custom work. Otherwise they're like ready-made cabinetry or semi-custom cabinetry. And so if we want to do something rogue or interesting in design or break a rule, they don't have the tradespeople to support them, and so we have to do it in our own state sure. and drive it there. Right. Fascinating. And I've heard that even
3: even a designer will pull a builder. Yeah. Here, I mean, to pull a builder and go somewhere else when they have more than enough work here. Yeah. But it's the only way to get that product that, that is as good as. And Anne yeah. Marie Barton, I mean. She, She's another one. I mean, yeah, it's yeah just, just
1: stellar work. Yeah. yeah, yeah, unicorn for sure. Yeah, yes. definitely. Well, um, tell everybody how did you get into publishing, Brad?
3: It's so it, I'm one of those stories that I had no idea. Right? So <laughs> <laughs> and is it, I, there's more I think of those than that. you really realize. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I went to business school, emphasis in marketing at, mm-hmm. here, at the University of Utah, and I thought. I think that there was kind of some like mystique to advertising, you know, mm-hmm. it was that bewitched Darren character who had to do, get to all this creative mm-hmm. stuff. And, uh-huh. uh, um, so I Mad moved to, I you. moved to Arizona, actually, my brother lived there and I started as the, as a copywriter for mm-hmm. something like, like your business. It was a high end furniture mm-hmm. group with, uh, design studios mm-hmm. And ended up being their advertising director, so that involved photo shoots and placing ads. And mm-hmm. and uh, somewhere in that mix, um, a packager p- p- publisher uh, in Northern, Utah, know, um, Jill Packham, she's a mm-hmm. powerhouse, came to me and said, would you consider writing a book? Because I had the writing mm-hmm. ground and count. I had kind of that uh, secondary design knowledge, right? Yeah. And uh, so... I think that's when I learned you don't say no to opportunities, even if they don't make sense to you at the time. Yeah. Um, so I said, sure, let's do that. And after the first book, advice. we signed on for six total.
1: Amazing. Yeah. What is the yeah. book now? So we it was a series know.
3: called Designers in the Details. Mm-hmm. And I think some of this, these were in the 90s, early 90s. There are still some of them being published. Mm-hmm. I don't know if the whole six, the group is. But, and then from there, the publishers of this magazine reached out and said, we mm-hmm. want we have a kind of a little sideline book that goes with our city magazine. Would you consider working with us on creating that mate? Let's make it a quarter list. Get it its own subscribers. Let's do this.
1: Amazing. Thought,
3: sure. Let's do it. So again, I'm not going to say no. And yeah. Yeah. and yeah, it works out really well. That's so, so That's cool. Amazing. It's just not a direct line. That's you know. amazing.
1: No, I feel like that is really direct. And like, obviously being in design, you, you learn all of this knowledge and you've got this beautiful way of speaking about it. And you can spot a winner, you know, which yeah. I think you know what people like from doing the magazine for so long. And I feel like that's one of the things our listeners are going to love hearing from you is like, how do we know if my project's good enough sure. to publish? Sure. Right. Sure. So I don't know if you can kind of take us on that journey um, just to help our listeners know two things. Um, first off, I feel like, um, how will they know their project is good? Is it okay to submit anything and kind of learn as mm-hmm. they go? Like, uh, or in general, are publishers looking for X? Do you know what I mean? Homes, features, like Showing. how did they learn? Yeah. And for instance, one of the things that we've learned um, at Alice Lane is that we can't go to print unless we have a kitchen, a primary living spaces a powder bath mm-hmm. right and so some oh, homes shelters like we just barely shot a recent home and we didn't do the kitchen on the house um the homeowner kind of went rogue we really don't like the kitchen at all and we're like let's not even shoot this kitchen but then in our minds we're like we can't get published then we don't have a kitchen but we have the rest of the house mm-hmm. is there is there certain things that you need for certain that you have to check, like, let's say a designer just worked on one room in a house. Sure. She can't just submit that living room that turned out fabulous, right? You want a whole feature.
3: Uh, yes and no. Oh, okay. So um, let's take the, I would look at maybe your kitchen that was on the home of House Beautiful. Yes. the Cover of House Beautiful. Uh-huh. Did you submit the whole house or just the kitchen? Or was They were having a kitchen f- issue probably. Exactly.
1: Yes. yes. Yeah. It was the kitchens and bath feature for your right. House Beautiful. Right. Yeah. So... Good point.
3: We, we actually in, in all the real estate of an individual um, issue, Mm -hmm. we have three to four complete home features Mm -hmm. and we uh, you know, every magazine has a different way of presenting their content. Mm -hmm. That's where we let everything out that, you know, full bleeds, let's just show off the rooms. And Mm so, um, and Not all shelter publications are doing that right now, Um, but that's how we—that's where we think it really goes. So, in that instance, yeah, it's a—it's a whole home. But I'm a magazine junkie, so I love to go back to old issues of Mm -hmm. really the good staples from you know decades ago. I mean, I just—I have shelves and shelves Mm -hmm. because I always in my mind think you have to have a kitchen. Yeah, because everyone wants to have that's you know the hub of the home. That's where we live but I started noticing that some of the really engaging content didn't have kitchens. Mm -hmm. And so I tried to figure out why that, how they got away with that, frankly. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I'm more, I'm now more open to the idea that there doesn't have to be a kitchen in a feature, but there, there better be that other um, room that you just melt. Yeah. You see it. Right. Yeah. Um, And, and not every project that we show is a complete home. We do, uh, as you get further towards the front of the book, we do have departments as opposed to features, and they may be it may just be our discussion of a single bathroom or a, we dissect mm. a, I think in the current issue, we have a playroom, mm. but it had so much design in it, things to talk about and yeah. tips and ideas. It ended up being a six page feature.
2: Amazing. Right? But
3: it was one yeah. single room. So no, I
1: think. Okay. So the advice to the designers listening would be if you have something spectacular, still submit it because they might just do a single room feature on it that
3: but you don't know. I would be receptive to it. And yeah. I think maybe the explanation uh, when we ask for submissions, we want some sort of an explanation of the project and why it's relevant, why it's important. Mm-hmm. And I think if it's a room that really deserves that. I, I would submit it and maybe if they're not specific in asking for full home features, I, I would just do it. I'd sing the praises of that. Yeah. How many of your projects, you know, you, you may be fortunate enough that every project involves the entire home, but a lot of designers are called in for room
2: mm-hmm. by
3: room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and um, by the time they, f- they get to the last part and have a full room, the homeowners moved into the first room, and it's no longer what they. Created. Yes, totally. So,
2: yeah. Five kids. So, yeah. yeah, right. <laughs> we got know. we
1: got to fluff that up and bring in some extra throw pillows for go. that shoot. Yeah, <laughs> right. totally. So yeah, I, yeah. Do, I
3: think I think you can do it. Okay. Um, That's great. Yeah. What's, how,
0: how do they like submit?
3: So for for us, um, once I've started working with somebody, then mm-hmm. it's a direct connection. Yeah. Like, but mm-hmm. we on our website have a s- submittal portal. Okay. Would, would
1: you say that's kind of an industry standard let's say that any I wherever these people live do most magazines have an um a portal for submissions?
3: Yeah. want be so, want to be resource kind of
1: and is there kind of a grace period in which let's just say, cause this has happened to us before where we're trying to get something published and it just takes so long to mm-hmm. hear back. And so like, maybe they're not interested. Mm-hmm. Do I self publish? Do I just put it on Instagram at this point? Because I don't know if they're going to pick it up. Do I send it to the next magazine? Do you send it to all the magazines and who bites first? What's the etiquette for the designer in playing with editors and knowing if they have a chance well, or not? I'd be
3: interested in your input. I can tell you how, what we believe, Yeah. but uh, you, you all have been in a lot of publications and you've dealt with a lot of editors. Uh, yeah. For us, we're a quarterly magazine, right? So mm-hmm. if someone submits a home, let's say we have these beautiful homes in the mountains And the the landscape out the window is snow covered. It's just dreamy, right? Mm -hmm. That's only going to work in a winter issue. Yeah. And if they submit that to me in the previous spring, I've got, that's nine months until we could possibly present that. Mm -hmm. I will typically, I mean, if I'm on my game, I will at least respond and say, there's something here I like. Um, may I get back to you in about four more months Mm -hmm. when I talk with my, maybe we'll lay it out with our art director and really see how it feels, or maybe we'll know, oh, I want that like yesterday Mm -hmm. and we'll commit to it. Um, but sometimes there is a required period of time just because of that seasonality. Um, I think one, I mean, there's so many parts of what you just asked me. One, I, you don't submit to multiple publications at one time. You, and, and editors understand every other publication out there has a place for a designer. Designers may want a very local audience in which they'll come to their local or regional publications, or they may, may want the exposure of the national. Mm-hmm. And, and I've often told someone, listen, go for, if there's a national involved, go. And they n- more often than not, they end up drumming their fingers for a really long time. And I, and I do have to say, if it's too long, and you guys have also exposed this through social media too much, mm-hmm. it kind of dilutes its power yeah. once we yeah. run it. It's so, but to be, we try to respond within yes or no, or can you give us a little more time within two to four weeks? Mm-hmm. But it can be that we hold it out for as long. Not a full year, but close if mm-hmm. it's that kind of seasonality.
0: Yeah, if it's good, submit it. Like, at oh, like so, so, as soon as you have the finished shot, submit that. Oh. Even if it's a winter shot in the spring. Right. Because so you never know. You
3: never mm-hmm. know. Um, and it, if it's a full home and the, and the editor, there's a powder room with that's just knock your socks off. Mm-hmm. Well, it has no windows. I mean, that could be mm-hmm. any issue. And the editor may say, I don't know that I have a place for that home. But wow. that powder room is it. Yeah. You know, so you you almost have to just create that dialogue and hopefully the editor, the edit team will work with you that way. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what we try to do. Yeah.
1: Did you know that 35% of adults report experiencing poor sleep quality? Let me put you onto something that is going to transform your sleep. Cozy earth bedding is temperature regulating people. This is huge. If you and your spouse Do not sleep at the same temperature, which most people don't. I'm freezing. My husband's hot. This is a massive benefit and breakthrough for us when we started sleeping on Cozy Earth. You can both sleep on the same mattress with the same sheets and be completely comfortable. They also have a 100-night sleep trial guarantee and a 10-year warranty, which I don't know of anybody that does this. They're that confident in the product, and so am I. When I first touched Cozy Earth products... I could not believe the soft hand on it. It also almost has like a cool feel to your your, um, hand. It's like slippery dolphin. Like your feet swishing around is so, so addictive. I can't sleep with anything but Cozy Earth sheets. I'm obsessed. Um, Also, you need to treat yourself to the ultimate comfort with Cozy Earth. I love the sleepwear. I love the sweats and the bedding is amazing. You can prioritize your self-care your sleep health, if you just head over to cozyearth.com and use the promo code Dear Alice for an exclusive 35% off. You guys, we don't have to wait for a sale. You can use this anytime. Again, the code is DearALIce for an exclusive 35% off. Better sleep awaits you with Cozy Earth. Yeah, that's really good. Um, okay, another question. If if somebody is, if a designer is working with a regional magazine, much like Utah style, um And they're a Utah designer. Can they submit a project that they're doing in Texas, or does it need to be a Utah home because it's in Utah style and design
3: so obviously, people who we have a lot of out of state readers and they want to see Utah homes in our Utah magazine yeah, but i'm our magazine is as much about celebrating our t- professional our designers, our architects, mm-hmm. as it is about celebrating Utah. Yeah. So absolutely. Uh, just and
1: submit fact, it if it's great.
3: Submit it if it's great. Okay. Because we can always relate that to as a writer, mm-hmm. that's just fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, wow. You here you 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 just totally knock it out with mm-hmm. with mountain homes. But how did you do this beach home in you
2: mm-hmm. Know, mm-hmm.
3: the Caribbean somewhere or something? Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's fun.
1: Yeah. That is I we think it's fun too. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Can you tell people designers in particular about the etiquette of when to post on social media, when you have something in queue to be printed or digitally to come out, what's the best etiquette that you can share?
3: So I'll, I'll tell you how we do it and maybe you can pop in and and I'd love to hear what you, your experience has been. So I, we're, we're a quarterly publication. So, Mm -hmm. um, You let's say you have this just amazing project. Mm -hmm. Um, And honestly, we have at tops 10 to 12 pages to cover that project, which means not every image is going to be in there and not every room is going to be in there. Uh, So for me, I mean, we're lucky enough to be on a scale where I can actually talk with the designers and Mm -hmm. really let's it's, I I hate to use the word negotiate, Mm -hmm. but maybe what we will do is say, listen, I, I, you, I understand this is a great project for you and you need to build your business and you need to market yourselves. Mm -hmm. Maybe let's have you hold out this part of your project and you can go celebrate that online until we run. Um, I know we've had the luxury of working with you on a couple of things where we've Mm -hmm. done, we timed the online reveal. Mm -hmm. And so we kind of do that powerful, like punch online. Yeah. Um, and so we try to schedule that and, and figure out what works well with the designer and with mm-hmm. our schedule. And we basically it's really a win-win. That's what we yeah. aim for. Yeah. Right. Totally. So but what have you found like
1: we we do the same thing. I mean, we of course have been around for 15 years before Instagram was around. Yeah. And so the rule was always let the, the magazine is king, it shows it first, and mm-hmm. then we can start to share all the subliminal images about the space and the story on our end once the magazine, but they lead, mm-hmm. they lead the charge and then we follow.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Today we just do it in tandem with them, but we don't try and share any of the story. We might show like pitch trays and sketches of us creating the space, but we never show the finished images from the photographer. we let the magazine show that
3: first. Yeah, well, I think that's so the safest I feel like right? that's the Smartest. etiquette. Yeah.
1: And we've just, because we've been around long enough, that's just the way we've always done it. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if the rules have changed. I know public, I know publication wise, you can be in print or you can choose to go digital mm-hmm. and we should probably talk about the power of those. Cause we had one story that was, um, Angie Harrington, who's a Salt Lake city housewife. Mm-hmm. We had her images for two years oh. and we waiting for those to get picked up. And so we couldn't share it. And it was so frustrating. I mean, finally, Eldacor, Spain picked it up, which we were super excited about, but it was a digital feature. Yeah. Um,
0: no, I think it was house beautiful
1: house beautiful. Yes. Yeah. Sorry. I'm getting the, my Same. wires crossed. Yeah. So anyway, you just kind of sit around and you wait and you wait and you wait. And then you're like, my gosh, I feel like this is so hot right now. And
0: it's like, when are you going to put my images up? And you're like, so then House Beautiful
1: says we're going to go and it's going to be digital. Mm -hmm. And we're like, whoa, whoa, whoa.
3: We've sat on this for two years. For we, digital. we
1: want this to be print. And then we say to the client, what's best for you? Do you want? And so we're talking back and forth and we're like, I feel like it has more opportunity to go viral if it's digital. Okay. It'll be faster than waiting for print because that would be like four more months. Sure. So then we decide for it to go digital, right? And then, yeah. But then it gets caught behind a paywall. Nobody can look oh, at it unless they subscribe to the online magazine. Yeah. Oh. So then she couldn't share it, which she's an influencer. So she has a lot of people that want to go see her story. Right? From Bravo and everywhere else. We have our our influence of so many hundreds of thousands of followers that can't go see the story until it gets unlocked. So it's the most anticlimactic thing. And we were like, ah, did we do the wrong thing? Should this have just gone in print? So we're like, How Brad, tell us how to play the game. We
3: well, just- I think I th- I like the fact that you're so savvy because basically yeah. the Mm -hmm. Any editor wants to hear you say, no, it's no one has seen this. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. That's what they want to hear. Yes. But but I have to say, I'm very sensitive to the fact that, I mean, you, you, you guys have a lot of projects, right? Mm -hmm. And you're very smart about, you're very marketing savvy. So a lot of beginning designers get that one project and that's the one they had photographed. And and we want to encourage this kind of up and comers, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I just don't feel right about making them sit on their one story for a year when they're trying to build their business. So, on on maybe it's because we are on a smaller level—we're not a national or Mm -hmm. regional—but I'd I'd like to find a way that we can work together on it. Frankly, Mm -hmm. and and there's also a way to present a project. I've seen—I've had some say, "Listen, we have been on digital in El Decor Mm -hmm. digitally," and I said, "Send me the link. Let me look." Yeah. And and, I mean, they, you know, everyone does wonderful Mm -hmm. things, but I can sometimes look at those and think, oh, I missed the boat. Mm -hmm. Those images how is that a quarter page when it could have been a spread? You know, yeah, so all of a sudden yeah. I say, no, no, don't you worry about it. We're going to make you really feel that house. Yeah. And so uh-huh. that's, that's great. I, I, I think that's a lot. So even if
1: it's been things. featured somewhere else, you could still reach out to maybe like in print your regional magazine or even digitally. Like you said, if oh, it's me. been, yeah, then you could still reach out to maybe a regional magazine that could do a better feature on it. And you could get featured twice oh, for that th- extraordinary home
3: for me, for an extraordinary home. Mm-hmm. There are so many ways to present an extraordinary home, I think um we've done one i mean the mm-hmm. project you did with Rachel Parcell I mean, mm-hmm. you brought us that that closet and we worked that reveal, and that was talk about that was the amazing like the word you said stratosphere,
1: yeah. Had
3: it ready to go. It's going to come out in March,
1: 2020.
3: Yeah. Hit the ground. <laughs> yeah. The ground couldn't be distributed. No one was going into stores to see <sighs> it. We couldn't fill it. We were getting phone calls from people in Germany. Will you sell it and send us a copy? That sort of thing. That, like international. Oh so, mm-hmm. my we gosh. We didn't have anyone crazy. in the office answering the phone. It was oh, that. Oh, yeah. And I thought, I still love how everything worked on that, but yeah. that was one of those things you can't control.
0: No, yeah, yeah. should do a redo.
3: I know. <laughs> no, seriously, <Circa> 2023. <laughs> hey,
1: Everybody should get a redo of their March 2020. <laughs> I think so. Whatever uh, you were doing in life, you get <laughs> oh, to redo yeah. it. Redo. Uh, yes.
2: would, you, would you rather like if if a designer has like a project that's awesome and they're like, "Man, this is gonna be great," mm-hmm. it's coming down the pipeline. Would you rather them like reach out and say, "Hey"? completion date is this
3: um, to kind of get like all the ducks in a row like before and you kind of, you give like the proverbial like thumbs up. There are some completed. No, there are some designers that if they say it's my work and it's this photographer, then I just say, yes, please. <laughs> you know, right. that's as simple yeah. as it is. Yeah. that comes from experience of working with somebody mm. um, uh-huh. and knowing the photographers. So if you're like- We'll have to get
1: Brad's shortlist of photographers like, when we're oh, done oh, recording. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a best of, a best of album. Yeah.
3: Yes. <laughs> so you'd want to like build a relationship with that person first and probably like be submitting, you know, completed projects, you know, just kind of like- Yeah, I think that would be hard coming out of the blue to-, to I don't know too many editors that would like agree to something they haven't seen. It could be that, you know, if, if I were lucky enough to scout the project,
2: mm-hmm.
3: I mean, there are some projects we featured that, um, as long as I know who the photographer is that I know they can capture it, that the minute I'd walk in, I'd say, just, just bring it to me, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. um, that that's, but that's kind of an, in, that's not that frequent. Okay. Yeah. Cool. But Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's great. Okay. So, speaking of publishing, one of the things that we sit down and do every once in a while is we have a publishing editor that we'll sit down and we'll say, here's some scouting photos. Where do you think that this will belong on a national level? Mm-hmm. And she'll let us know what people are looking for. And so I would love to know what you're looking for. I'll tell you what Sarah is telling us oh, these sure. days. I, love this. I think, I think it's an interesting yeah, thing. Um, super fascinating. Yeah, totally. So we have, we actually have a project that we just met with her on. It's the Barbie dream house. And we're hoping for this thing to launch in tandem with the Barbie sure. movie. Great. And um, we have this amazing client that, looks exactly like Barbie um, with a lot of surgery. And she's also collected Barbies her whole life. And she is. Wow. Yeah. I, I feel like Utah style needs feature. It's in Utah. Okay. It's amazing. Um, but we story. were like, we, is this going to fit somewhere and could it go viral with the launch of the, of the movie just like put all the marketing minds together on yeah. it. So what Sarah is saying is just so everybody knows glam is out. We don't want these perfectly styled spaces anymore. We want a more sort Very of undone and undone, lived-in slice of life, mm-hmm. just easy styling. You're not for your eye to get caught on any of too many perfectly curated cocktail tables and side tables and that's out. That's okay. done. So as Susan and I are going to zoom in, zoom in.
2: No. <laughs>
0: just, isn't he's he's
1: looking <laughs> at, at Barbie in
0: her dream house.
1: You no. guys are gonna. I, I, I need a moment did, you guys. Here, It is
0: so. It's that good. Crazy. You guys, wait that's for crazy. it. When it goes viral, y'all, y'all will know. We're that's trying to get. So we're trying fun. to
1: get the timing of it all right. But oh, yes. anyway, um, so we just know, like Sue and I are about to go shoot two projects in Dallas at the end of this month, and we know in styling those that we're just gonna get like big loose branches that are foraged and put them in a vase, but not the formal flower arrangement anymore. Mm -hmm. Not these perfectly curated looks. We also know that they want color. Mm. Um, They like organic lines, but um, it's, it's an
0: interesting, I don't know anything else from Sarah that just like not too much. Again, I feel like. A lot of people kind of grew up with like this, like formula of three, like none of that. Mm-hmm. Like it is just like, it's a slice of life. It's like you throw your sunglasses down and you just kind of have to style like it all just like serendipitously fell from heaven and you didn't even like try. You mm-hmm. didn't zhuzh. You didn't zhuzh. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it just, it's loose and it's easy and it's relatable. Believable. Yeah. It's okay. Believable, it's relatable. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Nothing shiny, nothing too polished, nothing too perfect. Just very, very lived in and very organic.
1: Yeah. Is the feedback that we've received. So we're like, we'll style and we'll be like, no, F it up. We got to F it up a little bit because it's too perfect. Right. Just
0: like It feels vacant over there. I'm just like, leave it. Yeah. Don't touch it. Yeah. is
1: <laughs> <Vacancy's> okay. <laughs> yeah. Right. So people anyway, like- I don't know if you are giving people any of these sort of things where you're like, it's too glam. It's too perfect. It's too gray. We need color.
2: Um, what right. Are people
1: buying? What do people want to see Is there something that you're like, with? as the editor in chief, my agenda is... Color my agenda is, what would you say if um, to designers looking to get stuff published right now? What I, do you want?
3: I do think, I don't know that I would go to, the, I mean, I think that's really dialed in mm-hmm. and, I, and I can see that. And I've had a couple projects come to me that exactly as you described it, mm-hmm. and then almost like a, a theatrical moodiness in the photography, even mm-hmm. that's been kind of to the point where I worry about it's been mooted down so much that for a print publication, it would worry me that if sometimes when you go to print, it goes a little dark. Mm -hmm. And I would worry that it would not, that it would get a little muddy maybe. yeah, That's how moody some of But but they are that. I I do think that we're not looking for just a beautiful room. We're Mm -hmm. looking for a, I want to be in that room. Yes. Aesthetic, right? Yeah. So now for me, um, maybe having slippers on the floor and a robe over the armchair may work for one person, maybe not for me, but, but I do agree that if it looks like you have to button your collar and pollute, you know, uh-huh. shoulders high, that's not what we want to see. We yeah. want to kind of, we want to, there's a comfort, right? In, yeah. In design. Yeah. You, you, you yeah. guys know how to do comfort, but still with, I'm eager to see how you do that because you have a little, even if it's, it seems like a sense of sparkle, uh-huh. Even if it's not there, I think I'm mm-hmm. eager to see how you you do that. I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, it's will. an
1: interesting it's an interesting challenge, and it's something that you know Sue and I are always DMing mess or images back and forth about. Just the perfect amount of undoneness mm-hmm. to this room, right? Mm-hmm. That's believable. You believe somebody could walk in and just sit down and feel comfortable, right? Which is what
3: luxury is right That's now. Yes. Yeah.
1: Like quiet luxury. Exactly. Yes. Right. We're not dripping labels. We're just, we just really, truly. Yeah. Beautifully. Yeah. So I
3: totally buy into that. Yeah. We definitely aren't looking for a pretty room to put on a page. We're looking for a room that inspires someone and wants them to be in it, yeah, live in it. Can I live in that space?
1: Yeah, I love that. Perfectly said.
3: But to to answer your question on what we don't want, Mm -hmm. you nailed it. We don't want gray. Mm -hmm. And I look back and I think of some of the things... We've done, and like I said, when we looked at those 25 issues back, we had a project once that the entire house, a mountain house, Uh where in the winter it gets a little dim outside. Yeah. Solid gray and not pale gray, like almost charcoal. Cool gray. Yeah. And at the time I thought, wow, this is so it editorial. right now because everyone's yeah. very editorial. And, yeah. and and we look for editorial, we want that little yeah. bit of surprise or even something someone says, oh, I hate that. Yeah. There's an emotion to it. Right? Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. And I look back at that now and I go, oh my gosh, that was, that was Just a like commitment. I'm so <laughs> 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 um, an echo chamber type of design is really yeah. frustrating for me. Uh-huh. And I
2: don't
3: think we're- Define any- echo chamber.
2: Mm-hmm
3: it's something that you'll find on pinterest or instagram and then you just keep seeing it and keep seeing it yeah. and it feeds the design i would i mean i i don't want to call out a design genre but i will farmhouse
1: mm-hmm. yeah right yeah
3: and it and the white and the black windows and the
2: mm-hmm. the straw
3: basket and the whole thing i there is great Farmhouse design, but to what the kind we want to see? We want to see a real farmhouse. Oh, yeah, some age animals. to it. Was yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Get that donkey. <laughs> Something. In the yard, right? exactly. yeah. 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 Suzanne
1: has a barn, so she has real life that's farm right. animals. miniature you horses are her neighbors. Yes. Oh man. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's good. Can you speak to what's happening right now in the marketplace and where it's going, design-wise, digitally print?
0: Is oh. that what you're talking about? Well, are you I'm thinking
1: like more, more look. Yeah, more okay. style. style. I feel like people always want to know their biggest question for us on the podcast. And I feel like in Instagram is what can I do that's going to stick around? You know, yeah. what's hot? Like, I don't want to buy something on the clotting edge of design. I want to buy something on the cutting edge so I can appreciate this thing for the next decade. Right. Mm-hmm. Like we know metals are really fickle right now because silver oh gosh, is so yes. hot right now in fashion, right? Yeah. Some people are like, no, I still love brass. I'm going to hang on to brass forever. Right. We were just having this conversation yeah. yesterday and Corey's like, my wife said, no matter what, she's only going to like brass. I'm like, you just wait, give her five years. Right? She'll be wearing, everything will be nickel. <laughs> I remember yeah. the
3: first home I, I scouted, yeah. someone actually said, I'm I'm in, it's going to be brass. Yeah. And it was a home in holiday. Yeah. And I looked at the, I thought Oh, th- you have a brave homeowner here. Yeah. Brass. And now if now it's as you say, it's yeah. like, how do you break free from brass? Totally. Right. Yeah. So um I don't know. I think you I think what you described, I think organic is going to be around for a while. Mm-hmm. I th- there there is that idea f- through the pandemic, we needed more cocooning, more comfort mm-hmm. and all that. Yeah. And all those rounded corners and all the the um organic shapes <laughs> and, and the, yes yeah. and the nature. I don't think um, we need that any less now than we did three years ago. Yeah, and, I, and for and I uh, pendulum swings, and I look at the old issues of like Metropolitan Home, where you had that. Sc- Everything had a corner. Yes, including
1: was, the lampshades were square. <laughs> yes, <that's
3: right>. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, there wasn't an arch doorway to be found. No,
1: nothing, nothing oh, soft, sharp. And,
3: and I think, boy, yeah. I don't remember how comfortable we were in our lives at that point that we could live in that kind of an environment. Yeah, I you think I, th- I think that would be it. I think if you can think of comfort, but not sloppy.
2: Mm-hmm. I think
3: we moved away from the sloppy because we from were from sweat yeah. sweatpants, all yeah, all that. Comfort is. I think it, the comfort's a luxury, but it better. But it's a, it's, it's an elevated, comfort, yeah, right? yeah. Um, I always worry about things that really all of a sudden become really hot really fast Mm -hmm. um, obviously the gray
1: yeah um, I feel like TikTok has all these micro trends and you're like you can't sit and talk about micro trends because it's like (laughs) out in a heartbeat and so I feel like more like slower design like what we're all talking about slower compared to TikTok obviously but something that's going to stick around for a decade where we're not going to have buyer's remorse in five minutes Mm -hmm. if we listen to TikTok about what's hot and what the micro trends are Mm -hmm. so it's an interesting it's an interesting thing to see. We're seeing color in a big way. When we go to market, we're seeing a lot of color. Green is like such a major moment. Yellow, um, brown, I feel like was really beautiful. And reds are coming again.
3: That, Blue is always a it, thing, I, I feel like. The red, the red is yeah. the one that, because I, I can remember way back when the big red dining in. room, right? Oh and gosh, like, oh. I know. Right? Yeah, but totally. I'm feeling the green. And
1: I think, it, like yes, yeah, yeah, we feel it in a big way too. It's Suza's favorite color. And so it's I-
0: neutral. It's what we see outside, so it's easy for people to embrace. And mm-hmm. I think it's a good saturation for people to warm up to. And
1: people have been bringing the tree inside their house for like mm-hmm. five years now or so. And mm-hmm. so right. we're used to that, but I think we're seeing it now like in fabrics and, you know, in a lot of other ways. So it's really fun to see some of those grays and whites be gone Mm -hmm. and just really seeing like the life back in. I know Sue in a few podcasts ago recently said something about a colorful room
0: versus a neutral room. Yeah. I was just saying that neutral rooms, they just don't do anything for like my brain. Like, I don't know, you get so used to experiencing spaces. And when you experience for me anyway, when my body experiences saturation and experiences color, something happens Mm -hmm. and like a light bulb gets turned on and I have a total data upgrade.
3: In my head. Suzanne always neutral, says,
1: I can't feel anything in a neutral I room. feel <laughs>
3: anything in a neutral room. Isn't that adjust, interesting? I mean, yeah. it's a physical reaction. It's, physical it's just reaction. like a yeah. brain numbing
1: thing where she's <laughs> <It's> like, <just laughs> can't compute, can't compute. <laughs> no, your bendings are dead. I just That's have nothing. Great. And, you and know, then you put her so. in color and it's just like, this girl gets a heartbeat again and yeah. she wants to have a let's conversation. Do a shoot. Yeah. Like, yeah. Do yeah. yeah, you do feel something in a, in a room with color. So we're excited. We're excited. Yeah. I think challenging ourselves to... Always use color if our client obviously wants color that we're, that we're really using our paint decks today.
3: But do you find that, that you have to help your clients help themselves when it comes to color?
0: You know, I think we try and inform them. I think we, we ask enough questions to hopefully like get out of them what we see in them.
3: Yeah. You know, because
2: mm-hmm.
0: I think like people are their own worst critics, you know, other, like from our lens They have a lot of really interesting experiences. They've gone to a lot of great places. Now let's see how we can interpret that into a space. Mm -hmm. When you felt that feeling, when you were in this place, how do I get that back into your home to remind you?
1: And then it becomes how cool you are.
0: Yes, right. You know, and then it becomes
1: emotional design, and that's powerful, and it means something to them. Timeless because it's their story, and that's when they cry when they walk through their house. It's like they feel something they, feel themselves. they sure. feel themselves yeah. like light up totally but they
3: may not I, I think i find that um when it comes to color there's a uh, fear yeah and i think it's been, it's been pummeled into us that uh, yeah. well, you you'll, that house that you're going to live in for the next 30 years but the resale it'll never sell you better keep those white walls <laughs> for the next 30 Jesus, years <laughs> um but i most recently we have uh, uh we have in this state, we have three or four parade of homes. I think yeah, a lot of yeah. places have that. And yeah. I was attending one a few days ago and and I really enjoy watching the attendees' reactions yeah, to right? these spaces. Yeah, Color rooms are always where they stop and marvel and and they'll either love it or hate it. Most of them it's love polarizing. it. Uh-huh. Or they'll say, I don't love that color, but the feeling of this room, because uh-huh. it won't be an accent. Well, it mm-hmm. will be a commitment. The yep. whole room, ceiling, everything. Mm-hmm. Which tells me that, People are I think we're hungry for it, but we're afraid of it. So I mm-hmm. almost wonder if that's when you guys step in and and can translate into that into that's part of what you're wanting. you just don't know it. yet. Mm-hmm. It sure shows well on uh, in our magazine. Yeah, I mean seriously yeah. I'm a, a room with just this color that's almost maybe like, what are they doing? Thinks I just raised my hand. <laughs> um, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly.
1: Yeah. yeah, that's so fun. And what a fun thing as an editor to get to tell the story of the people and the color. I
3: have the best job in the world. You know what I mean? It's so fun. I love that.
1: Yes. So good. Um, Okay. We have on here, um, what do you feel like makes a great cover do you yes. do okay. you know it when you're? I don't know if you're. I, think I do. Sh- yeah. <laughs> Frankly, I think if you I do, do. know. I mean, you should. Right. I mean, right? You've been doing this twenty years, and you must be like, well, that's the cover. It's obvious. But I'm going to keep working through this.
3: And then some. I, There's there are images I just love. I mean, I think that is going to be the star of the entire magazine. Yeah. And then we put it up as a cover, and then we put the masthead over it, and it gets lost in the trees uh-huh. or in the the views of the mountains or something. It ruins the chandelier, and I and I go. And then you go back Okay, what was Plan B? Yeah, um, but there are things. I mean, yeah,
1: do, but you're probably usually right, like nine and a half times out of ten. Well,
3: I think I am. Yeah, but, yeah. but the art director may not agree with me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: so yeah, between selling the art director. Although I have to say, we're typically mm-hmm. in agreement. Yeah. And then the publisher weighs in, and she, and she would have obviously, st- mm-hmm. you know, a horse in the race. Uh-huh. Um, so it, three
1: of you kind of battle out what the
3: cover is going to be. Yeah, and I think it's more of. A, um, there's rarely even a negotiation. I think mm-hmm. by the time we we always present. I mean, the publisher gets the final look, yeah. mm-hmm. and sometimes she's very uh, has an opinion, and mm-hmm. other times she said, "Well, if that's how you feel I, about it." And and I and sometimes mm-hmm. it, it's her. all kind of a game. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are some issues that are extremely good issues with amazing shots inside, and the cover is. Really difficult. It's the strangest thing mm-hmm. because they a great image doesn't always make a great cover.
1: Yeah.
3: Right. Yeah. And I have seen other magazines that don't care whether their their masthead shows or their cover lines show. I mean, I'm sure you've seen some where they must have mm-hmm. the the branding is so strong with those books that even if you can't even find their logo or their masthead, it doesn't matter that they're, they're in. Yeah. yeah. Most most of us look at it as this brand and and the image yeah. has to has to represent it Has brand. to be the hero. Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah this question kind of came up because I was so curious because um, I did an internship with Southern Accents. Yes. So I remember and by the way, if- I
3: have like... It's four shelves so, of Southern accents. So, I love that. do oh, too. Right? It's
0: so yeah. sad that that went under. But anyway, and I remember when I was there, I asked Karen Carroll, the editor there. Um, I'm like, what makes a great cover? Yeah. After this question, she's just like a colorful dining room, colorful dining chair. She's just like, whenever we have that cover, a cover that has dining chairs in a color and their saturation, those, those sell the best. People grab them off the shelf. And I'm like, I wonder if wow. that is just like universal. If there's like some key thing, you're just like, if I can get one of those, at least like Two of the four, you know, quarters of the year, those are going to sell just because of the draw
3: that well, it I has visually. She, mm-hmm. you know, that is huge... What
0: year was that? That was in like 2004. So it was a long time ago. Almost 20 years but, ago. Right. And they were oh, like a and there was like this glossy green one that she like took off the shelf and she's like that one mm-hmm. that sold out, Yeah, mm-hmm. you know? So.
3: Well, and they probably had, I mean, we, we don't do focus groups on our covers yeah. and we don't really, we think we know because based on what, yeah, reality is it's our perception of what did well, mm-hmm. or but we would know what sold, sells off the newsstands, and we have to replenish, or uh-huh. or what brings in new subscribers more. Yeah, and it may not just be the cover, but we would credit yeah. that. Um, It's funny because I was um, looking at uh, was I listening to? There was another national, and the best-selling cover was a dining room. Yeah. Um, it was El Decor, um, and it was a. White, very white. Um, and, and that was the cover. I would say our best cover, whether it was the... I, I think just in terms of it, there's no... When anyone look at all the covers was actually it had... Uh, it was white and it had a, a... The homeowner was this design lover. She was also mm-hmm. just a beautiful person, beautiful woman. and And the designers were very much... They were just a team. And mm-hmm. she had this pink, just bright pink dress. Mm. And she ran across the image and her ke- heels kicked up and there was a piece of art that kind of mimicked that form. Amazing. And it was stark white with-
1: Oh, I can picture it.
3: A glossy white Sarah staircase going up. Yeah, it was I love that. It was spectacular. Oh. I still look at that. And it's my favorite, it's yeah. one of my favorite colors. Oh, so, so good. Um,
1: people so do bad. love that's to look so cool. at people. I know that's something that I learned from being in advertising school that, you know, mm-hmm. people want to look at people. And I know from our own Instagram account, if there's a human in the image, then it's going to perform fine. 4x. What mm-hmm. any empty room, beautiful mm-hmm. room, but it's just going to perform better because people just want to look at people.
3: So when or you animals. were talking to the woman about what you should <laughs> be shooting in your yes, animals, right? Yeah. Uh, it was asked that also like if you can get the homeowner in, in the shop? Was there any discussion about people or having you guys in Did the shop? Did
1: Sarah say anything about getting people in? I feel like
0: she has, she she's more looking really. for the
1: home. Yeah. She's we if we but. if we have a homeowner that we think makes sense, which usually nine out of ten times we won't. But in the case of Barbie Dream House, where right. she's and a lot, yeah. some of
0: our best work hasn't even been photographed because, like, they are private and they I don't want to be. There's stuff to be shown. Yes, right.
1: so totally. Um, but if they have an animal, or if oh, yes. if I'm nearby and and I'm going to go grab my own dog and put it in the picture, then I'll do that. But we were shooting last week, <laughs> and this so gal had four Savannah cats. And we oh were gosh. like, uh, they like look like mini <laughs> so, cheetahs. Yeah. And we were just like, can we, can they just slither in and out of this dining room? And sure really enough. Ridiculous. Yeah. And it was great. So it was like kind of like adding an animal print shoe to, uh, to an outfit. You know what I mean? It was out. like this fun little <laughs> well, slice of life best. where it just sort of gave the room a pulse. And so.
3: Did they blend we, into this, the animal print cart? Car, the <laughs> yeah. <up> the
1: <laughs> they were the only animal print How in the room. So it worked. I know. For real. She had treats yeah. and toys yeah. and and whatnot, but they were actually quite lovely. lovely. I remember leaving thinking I might need to get one of those just because they're so designer.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it looked good in every single room. Yes, beautiful. you know what totally. I think is interesting about this conversation too is what? I mean, not everyone's a magazine lover. Yeah, probably right. Yeah, but if you are, mm-hmm. this discussion is is it's um, I don't know. I was just thinking about this, like how many people will, are going to find this interesting. And then I thought, you know, magazines have a, uh, particularly shelter publications mm-hmm. and fashion publications yeah. have this distinct, um, advantage in that glossy mm-hmm. and, and color and, and it's, mm-hmm. and you don't, you're not forced to read a magazine. Mm-hmm. It's a luxury to find time to sit yeah. as long as it's, right. a, it's a, it's a good one. Like if yeah. that's where we're very careful about, boy. Don't dumb down the paper. Uh-huh. Make sure the printer is on and make sure. The yes. On because it, th- this is a, piece, like fashion is the same way. Let yeah. me sit down and just Poor. enjoy this. Uh-huh. There's there's nothing coming at you online. Yeah. You have pop-up ads. You have all these things. Totally. And you get to pace mm-hmm. your thing. You get to decide to, you get to step into that room and live in it for a minute. Mm-hmm. And then you get to leave
2: mm-hmm.
3: and come back later and tab it or whatever. And I just think, um, I, that's how I do it. When I get magazines, mm-hmm. I actually set them on the entry table yep. and I don't, I don't, I won't let myself immediately as an editor, I want to go through and see what's, what's going on there. But as a reader, I just want to set that aside. Mm-hmm. There'll be some time with a drink in hand sitting in mm-hmm. my corner and that's my moment of, of having it. And I think. Yeah. I think that's the beauty of magazines. Yeah. You just this
1: digest period. them slowly. Mm-hmm. There's you no know, amygdala hijacked. You're not the three second thing on TikTok and everything else. You're just like
2: exactly life
1: in slow motion, filling the pages. Nothing makes me sadder than Better Homes and Gardens thin pages. Oh. And it's so thin, you feel like you're going to get the print on your fingertips. <laughs> like it's going to rub off. You know what I mean? It's, it's and it's so just such a, yeggy, and the images aren't gorgeous. And you're like, no, we really need that thick, glossy. You know, just to really let this thing shine. And I swear, much like when we're getting a project shot, the room's beautiful, but when you see it in the lens or
0: the photograph, you're just
1: like, that room is So amazing in your camera. When it's given parameter.
0: Yes. no, it just kind of like crops it in. You're just like, oh my gosh. And then take that gorgeous image
1: and print it on glossy paper in a magazine. And it's even, it's the most amplified, most beautiful version of the image Mm -hmm. of that home. Mm -hmm. It will ever be, Mm -hmm. I think. And so... You're like, that's a book
2: cover. It's like on a a stage. Yeah, totally.
1: It's so, so beautiful. And I'm not a reader. And so I love... A cocktail table book with big, gorgeous images. I love Utah style and design with big, gorgeous images. And I can just visually read the room mm-hmm. without having to necessarily read. If I'm interested in, oh, who's that designer? And then I'll hurry and sure. go through it all. I shouldn't be telling an editor. I was just she's say, as a writer, yeah. you're killing me. No. <laughs> I know. I know. No. Everybody else here do, likes yeah, to no, read. I don't know. No, you're not alone. Yeah.
0: Magazine's like, it's a good snapshot. Everybody, if you, even if you're not a mat, like, A crazy reader, like I get tired and I start to fall asleep if I'm reading a book, but a magazine I digest because it's an article like very specific about a home. And I'm like, I like what you were talking about. It's not a lot of reading either. And you can kind of take it in. And I want to know the story. Mm -hmm. That's a beautiful thing is like you have these spaces and they're so specific to the human.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And
0: we design for the human. So I find it really interesting. And you would, you know, too. Oh, for oh, sure. I'm it's,
1: of it too. Though. It's sure. not a ton I mean, of reading, but yeah. usually like if you're fascinated with what am I looking at? You're like, I've got to read this. this that's bit. that's, more
3: about that's where the cut lines in yeah. the caption. Some people yeah. say I never read the story, but I always read what's on the image. Uh, yeah. But those are in some publications. That's yeah. all sourcing. Uh-huh. What is yeah. the, what's the light fixture from? It doesn't explain the the. The, Part of the solution to the that Ooga, story, yeah. the design, yes. problem solving—maybe the design did or something. So, yeah, yeah. But I actually had a, a uh, interviewed a notable designer here, and um, he said his enthusiasm for being in the magazine was—I mm. don't, I, I don't even it, or being in a magazine. I, I not just ours, kind of. Said, he, and and I'm interviewing him, and, and I have to say there's a lot of work. Obviously, there's a lot of work that goes to every one of those stories. If yeah. you think about the work you do to get it ready,
2: Yeah. and the mm-hmm.
3: photographer, and then for me to do the interviews and write, it's, mm-hmm. that little eight pages is a ton of work. Yeah. And he said, well, sure, ask questions, but I will tell you, I, I never read the stories. And I thought, let me just... Make an observation. <laughs> Don't tell that to the writer before he no. writes about you because you've already lost him a little bit. <laughs> yeah, for
1: sure. But yeah. in the
3: end, I did get a nice note and he said it was well done. Yes. Thought, okay, well, at least he's read one. So yeah. Yes, for <laughs> sure. Cool. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yep. For sure. I always you guys pour do a great through job. ours. Oh, yeah, you do do really job. do. You're a great writer. Well, yeah. You, you have to remember, and you make us sound a lot better too. I'm like, I know I didn't say that quote as good as he oh, just no, no, said no. that you, he did.
3: No. Well, he, he may have said that you guys would never be. But,
1: no, you're um, so good. Good at making us always sound really good and look good and the typography and the color. And it's just, it's an art form. It's Isn't beautiful.
0: Like you get so many people that are just like master of their realm, you oh, know, right. and like, and it just elevate, you have a good photographer, you have a good, all the craftsmen, you have yeah. the designers, you have a great willing client, you have a good writer. And like, and then you get this magazine on a, on a pl- platter well, and it's beautiful. I mean, I'm that's like, our that's, job, right? the end, end of day. You're just like, gosh, I'm so proud of what we do.
3: Mm-hmm, yeah, you know? and rewarded too. It's I mean, super rewarding. I, I think the idea of like the probably the I look at our magazine like uh, like probably the most challenging and the most rewarding thing are both mm-hmm. both the same. Like mm-hmm. Creating a magazine is like throwing a dinner party.
2: Yes, you
3: want to have a couple really a list guests, and then you want to have the others that do you know create some conversation. Then you want to throw a wild card thing in there that they think. I don't hat. really know that, but I guess I should know that. And uh-huh. and you—that's kind of the yeah. mix. And 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 like you, probably it's a fortunate job. It's—I'm not counting digits or something that never ends. Yeah. There's a start to the project, and in the end, there's a print thing that lands in my
2: hand. Mm-hmm.
3: and then I get to take a breath and I start into the next one. It's a really nice pace. I would imagine the same with your projects.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? yeah.
3: If it was constantly just installing.
2: Yeah. Carpeting
3: for a living. There's yeah. no, you know, I don't you know. It gives
1: you a minute, enjoyable. I feel like, because, yeah, and it gives you a minute to sort of celebrate the win, you know? Yes. And you don't always get to have wins in life, or if you do, you might not. I'm not good at celebrating my life wins and being like, that was a monster day. This just happened. We should go eat cake. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. it's just like they, you know, as old as I Maybe am have too today, many wins. Maybe no, they I really don't. <laughs> we actually, for a year, like, before the pandemic, um, Chicago flies the W when they have a win. Um, Baseball, I think. Mm -hmm. Chicago Cubs. Cubs. My husband's from Chicago. So anyways, like you guys need to fly the W whenever something wins. So we we installed a flag (laughs) in the office and we're like, great day, you guys. This just happened. I'm like, we have to start celebrating wins because I feel like I'm losing all the time. Yeah. Like there's just always some little thing that comes up in in business or at an install. There's always 10% of the job is claims um, that darn 20 (laughs) But darn lampshades dented, otherwise it's perfect. Or, you know, there's just, there's things that happen all the time and you can feel like you're constantly losing at life. But when you do get published, I think it's the greatest W that any of us can experience. You know what I mean? And it does, it feels like the project is complete that you just celebrated 50 people's talents, right? From every craftsman, everybody coming together, the beautiful copy that you write, That. Art director choosing the perfect type, and that you know what I mean. Like it's it's this massive amount of talent, and we don't tell you how to write the magazine, and you don't tell us how to design the house. But somehow it all comes together in this beautiful crescendo where we all just get a like hand over heart feel. Like yeah.
3: it's such a nice way of putting you it. Know that's I really mean? what it is. It, it,
1: it is. really is, and it, it's so big. And I think you know when Suzanne says the goal of a designer, when we write down what why we want to do it is like to get published is one of the the big yeah. things. And when it happens, you're like. I can hang my hat on this. I guess we're
2: done. And you,
3: yeah, and you throw the homeowner really in there and you think of someone who's oh willing gosh. to share their life and their personal mm-hmm. likes and dislikes. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I don't ask, underestimate that. I've, I years ago had mine published, mm-hmm. my published, and I, and I mm-hmm. always remember what, it, what that experience is like. Yeah. Because you never um, want to. Um, it's vulnerable. Yeah. It is vulnerable. It is vulnerable.
1: Yeah. Sure. yeah. Yeah. And you just keep futzing and futzing with it and to keep trying to perfect it and steam the sheets. And yeah, you know, there's always a million <laughs> more things you can do, but you're like, you know, let's just take the picture so I can have my life back. Well, but I it is vul- to very vulnerable. I have
3: yeah. the best job in the world. I have oh, actually like this did. is
0: you our do year of capturing. Job. Job. Like the last two years, we've just been in design mode and in installation and stuff. And this is the year we're capturing a lot of work. Nice. So we will be sharing more with yeah. you. Which is very exciting. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: definitely. Okay. Um, two more questions. Sure. Number, um, number one is what inspires you or how do you get inspired? I,
3: so I, I, I was thinking about that question and I have to say, I just think it's beauty. I mean, that's such a yeah. weird coin term, no. but, um, I like to be, have beauty around me. Uh-huh. And however you want to define what that is at the moment, I, like, um, I've never understood. I absolutely have no understanding of people don't have a pride of place. Like mm-hmm. people have a home, but they don't care what it is because I think yeah. you can elevate your life with your surroundings. Yeah. Right? And I'll go to a restaurant Science. and suffer. Okay. Food. If it's an amazing decor. So or true. Experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just, or a garden that you can. Mm-hmm. that is, that inspires me.
2: Mm-hmm. Um,
3: I think I find inspiration just in new things like experiences, travel for sure. In fact, we cover travel in our magazine and in, mm-hmm. and it's outside of Utah because I think readers, well, we're, we all travel, right. But I think readers, I think that's just part of the whole thing of the package of the magazine. We want them to, to leave feeling mm-hmm. more elevated than they did when they stepped into the magazine. And mm-hmm. And so just experiences and, and seriously talking with, I, like I said, I have, I don't know anyone else who has the entree to go talk to a, a homeowner about their home without even really knowing them and have them explain why they have a chair that's like this or their bedroom's designed like this. They wouldn't tell their neighbors that, but mm-hmm. there's this guy that walks in and, they say, Let's yeah. talk. And, and then to have people like you guys that can talk, you talk the talk. I just soak it up. I mean, that's inspiring to me. Yeah. It's just the best part of the job, really. Oh,
2: So
1: great. That's a great answer. Okay. And then this is a question that we ask everybody that comes on the podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, How do you define luxury?
3: That's such a loaded question. I know it's a hard
1: one. And if you need a minute, um, this question came from Martin Lawrence Bullard. They asked him in one of the shelter magazines, probably like four or five years ago and we ask everybody that comes on and they asked him how he defines luxury and he said it's not luxury is not saving anything for best it's using he's like i use my hermes butter knife every day to butter my toast i i eat on my china i drink with my nice goblets i don't just pull them out for thanksgiving i Mm -hmm. sleep on my best sheets every day so luxury is not saving anything for best just live with all your best stuff every day And so we were like, what a great answer. And then we've had, you know, um, really great, um, answers that were like, um, having friends your whole life is a luxury. The same friends. uh, Time is a luxury. Time is a luxury. I
3: thought I would say time, but then I immediately think, but how does your home help with that? Yeah. And, um, I think it's a, it's a luxury to have a home that works for you. Mm -hmm. I mean, a beautiful home that doesn't function and, and and provide you time to enjoy it,
2: yeah, is not a
3: beautiful home, yeah. And so I Love I that. Th- I think that's really important. Does does that actually translate through an image? Mm-hmm. Maybe not, but it certainly translates through the story we would tell. About mm-hmm. That um, I think there's a sense of, I, I like there's trust. I think mm-hmm. is a luxury, particularly in a home. Like, do you trust that when you what you have is going to make you live as how you want to live like when you, mm. and and is it authentically represent you do you i mean there's something about that like you totally trust your home and it it, it it's a just real to you mm-hmm. I, um, I think that is such a hard one it I is. do love what you that example yeah but I don't think it's not opulence anymore I mean no. I think of the 80s sense of luxury and now you think extravagance opulence and all that mm-hmm. And that could be, mm-hmm. um, but comfort is absolute luxury. I actually yeah. think of that. I think that's probably number one in in our little realm of the magazine. If we can translate a oh. sense of comfort, but elevated comfort, mm-hmm. Then, mm-hmm. then people think that's luxurious. So. Yeah,
1: totally. Especially with quiet luxury being <laughs> yes. kind of an emphasis say, which I just really love. It feels super <laughs> honest. Yeah. Yeah and it just it feels like you're just living well the the best way you know how and it doesn't have to come with labels or tags or anything like that it's just like perfectly fit for the way you I, I live to, I yeah agree with you
3: entirely yeah, yeah.
1: I really love that movement. It feels really, really right. So yeah, that's a fantastic, love fantastic that. definition of luxury. Brad Mee, thank you so much for coming that on Dear Alice. This was so, this was so much fun. fun. This fun. Yeah, I know, I know our see listeners- do this next week.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: again, too. Uh, yes, I know our listeners are going to love this. Um, if you guys have any questions for us, um, we can always create a podcast around them. Just send them to Dear Alice at alicelanehome.com. Thanks again to Brad Mee for joining us and we will catch you next time.